Hey guys, it's Leah Buckles. I'm a U.S. Army veteran physician assistant and a former CMP examiner. I wanted to come on today and discuss what happens in a CMP exam for headaches, right? So we did a video like this about a month ago about sleep apnea and I thought this might be helpful to um, show some veterans what they can maybe expect when they're going in for a CMP exam. So like I discussed in the last video, you're going to get um, some paperwork in the mail that's going to show that you have a CMP exam scheduled and it's going to tell you the address, who the examiner is going to be, what the contract company is that's doing it, unless you're doing it at the VA, but I think they're trying to outsource most of those exams now. Um, there are three main um, companies that are handling those. There may be more that are coming up or maybe there's more that I don't know about, but um, there's three primary ones, right? Um, so it's going to say that examiner's name, um, what their profession is, how long they've been an examiner, right? It should say all of those things. You can do some research on who your examiner is if you'd like to beforehand um, and find out what their credentials are or see if they have any reviews online. Um, that may or may not help you. It might cause you more anxiety, might cause you less. Um, I've seen some veterans in some of the Facebook boards that I'm in, um, they'll ask, has anyone ever had this examiner and what was your experience? I don't know how, um, you know, how much that may, there may be overlap where you can find somebody, but you can, you can try to find out. Um, so the day of your exam, you should show up and they may have some paperwork for you to fill out. Um, you may have gotten some paperwork in, in your packet in the mail as well that they asked you to fill out beforehand. Your examiner should have copies of your um, claims file or whatever, um, you know, they're being asked to do. They should have the information, right? If, it, if it's an increase, they may not provide them a lot of information. They be, may just want a new DBQ done to see what your current level of disability is. Um, it just depends on what question the VA is asking them, right? Um, so for a headache, um, evaluation, they're just going to run down the DBQ or the disability benefits questionnaire. You can get that on VA.gov. Um, there are copies of it. You can ask your own treating provider to fill one of these out in the hopes that maybe you won't have to go to a CMP exam. I wouldn't count on it, um, but it's possible if you if you turn in the information that they need to make a decision that they won't call you in for one. But again, a lot of times they will anyways. Um, so again, I'm not an accredited agent or an attorney or a VSO, so I want to throw that out there. I'm just a medical expert that has experience, medical professional with experience, doing a lot of VA disability-related stuff, right? So if you um, go online to va.gov, you can pull up the disability benefit questionnaire, and this is what they're going to run down with you. There's no surprises. They're going to ask you all the questions on these forms, um, and they're going to fill it out. Um, you know, they may some of them they may not ask. They may find the information from your history. So, for example, like they're going to they're going to need to check which condition you have. Do you have migraines? Do you have tension headache? Do you have cluster headaches? Some other type of headache. <coughs> what what is the type of headache? Um, they're going to write that down and they're going to write down your date of diagnosis, right? Then they're going to ask you to describe the history, right? So when did you, you know, when did you start noticing that you had, how long has it been going on? When did you start noticing them? Um, tell us about the history of your headaches, right? So this may be good for if you've, um, kept a migraine or a headache log, um, you can have some information about, um, when they started, if they were more recent, um, you know, you can give them more information and, and we'll get into that in a, in a little bit further down the DBQ. So you're going to talk to them about the history of the condition, right? Then they're going to um, ask or may, they may look in your records and they may ask um, 
does the veteran's treatment plan include taking medication for the diagnosed condition, right? So what medications are you taking? Are you taking a daily medication? Are you just, um, which we call a preventative? Are you taking an abortive medication? Um, sometimes people take like um, Imitrex, also called Sumatriptan or Rizotriptan, which is Maxol or whatever they have you on, right? Um, do you take anti-inflammatories, Tylenol? What do you take for your headaches, right? Um, are you taking some nausea medication when you have a migraine or a headache? You're going to just list those off, right? Then they're going to ask you, um, they're going to check. Um, there's another block that is just the vet veteran experience headache pain, yes or no. Um, so then they're going to either check constant head pain, pulsating or throbbing, pain localized to one or the other side, pain on both sides. Um, is it worse with physical activity? And they're going to ask, do you have non-headache symptoms associated with your headaches like nausea, vomiting, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to sound, um, changes in vision, sensory changes like pins and needles, right? Um, then they're going to ask you, what is the duration of your typical headache? So is it less than a day? Is it one to two days? Is it more than two days? Um, and then it says other, I don't know what other would be. Um, indicate location of typical head pain. Is it on the right? Is it on the left? Is it both sides? Um migraine or you know it could be on the back right migraine um then it's going to ask about prostrating attacks of headache pain so what does that mean veterans ask that a lot so is it debilitating does it require you to stop whatever it is you're doing and do something else do you have to go in a dark room do you have to lay down do you have to like just completely stop what you're doing um to try to get this headache to go away um then they're going to want to know <coughs> how frequently is it like once a month, a couple times a month, um, every other month, less frequent than that. Did they have prostrating and prolonged attacks of headaches, um, productive of severe economic inadaptability? Okay, so if you have something that shows that this is impairing your work, I'm not talking about just saying, yeah, I, I have to go home from work. That may be helpful, but you may need to show something too. Like if your um, boss will write a letter saying you had to miss work six times this month because you had to go home for a headache, that's helpful, right? If you have some kind of documented proof that's showing that it's impairing your, um, in that setting, right? Um, your economically, that could be helpful, right? Um, then there's gonna be a question about uh, super random. Does a veteran have any other pertinent physical findings, complications, conditions, signs, or symptoms related to the condition listed in the diagnosis section? Um, then there's always a question about scars. Um, do you have, um, are there any scars related to the condition? You know, perhaps you had a TBI and you have a scar related to that. Um, and that's what's causing you headaches as well. It's all connected. Um, then there's a comments section. Then it asks if there's any other significant diagnostic tests. So have you had an MRI, CT scan, stuff like that? If they have that information, they're going to put it in that block. Um, does it impact your ability to work? If so, like how? So they're going to have to explain, you're going to have to explain how it impacts your um, ability to work. You know, if you're unemployable, that's a whole nother ballpark. But if it just impacts your ability to work sometimes, you're going to want to let them know. Again, we talked about some of those things, work notes, uh, you know, pay stubs that show you're missing work, whatever, doctor's notes, because um, you missed work that day. There's a remarks section, and then they sign it, right? And then they're going to um, provide a medical opinion, possibly, depending on what it's for. If it's for an increase, they're probably not going to provide a medical opinion because you're already service-connected. They're just going to fill this DBQ out so they can talk about your current severity. 
Um, if it is a new service connection, they're gonna have to give their opinion on whether they think it's connected to service. And then it's really not up to the examiner, it's up to the rater, right, to determine like what their analysis of all of the evidence shows, but they take into account what the medical examiner says, right? Um, they don't always go with them. Sometimes if the medical examiner gives a um, bad opinion and gives a negative opinion, but you have other evidence that supports it, the rater can make that decision if they want to and vice versa. So. Um, I hope this was helpful um, regarding headaches and the CMP examination. Um, you know, it goes all the way from 0% to 50%. That stuff can be found online. And what are the qualifications? And this form, this DBQ form that you can get on VA.gov will um, help fill in the blank, like help, it, it marries up to that rating criteria. So this form helps the rater determine where you, where you fall in that criteria, okay? Um, so this is not a surprise. It's all out there on the internet. You can see these DBQs. This is what happens in the CMP exam. Please let me know if you guys have any questions. Love to hear your stories about how your stuff went. Please keep it um, as PG as possible. And um, no expletives. And love to hear some good stories. Okay. Um, I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.